Have you ever heard that advice before that says you should never go to bed angry, right? Uh, Oftentimes you might be at a wedding rehearsal or a reception. Somebody gets up and is speaking to the bride and groom and they're like, let me give you my advice, the best advice. We never went to bed angry. And I'd bet money the spouse or partner on the the other end of that relationship is sitting there thinking, yeah, because you always got your way. Now, hang with me for a little bit today, okay? Uh, I'm going to uh, break down something that is contrarian to what most people would say, and I want to help you understand why we're going to talk about this and how critical it is. Um, The whole theme that we're on, again, is this last half of 2016 for these episodes is building a healthy community. And so the last few weeks, we've been talking about what it means to be a leader to uh, who is skilled and equipped at monitoring the flow of your team. So I've given you different ways to look at that or monitoring the flow of your relationships. Because again, your community could be work relationships or partner, loved one, spouse, uh, you know, family, whatever. It's all relationships. And so if you're going to have great relationships, if you're going to lead and lead well, work, home, partner, spouse, whatever, you're going to need to develop some x-ray vision to see what is happening emotionally. You want to learn to see underneath things. And uh, that's been the focus of what we've talked about these last few weeks. And so I want to give you one more cue to watch out for so you can stay connected to the pulse of the team, to your own pulse. And uh, the word we'll use is offended. When somebody is offended, when you're offended, when somebody on the team is offended, when a partner, spouse, loved one is offended, someone in your community is upset. Now, how do you know when someone is offended? Well, they're going to communicate it. They're going to communicate it by over-asserting their thinking, their presence, their desires. They've got to get their way. And that might be active, increasing volume or changing the tone of their body or their posture in a way that tries to get control. It might be passive, clamming up, becoming uh, mopey, shutting down. And you know what? This happens in the boardroom as much as it happens in the bedroom. It's both places. And when you can learn to see it, even if it's subtle cues, you'll learn to recognize when someone is offended. Now, let's go back to what I opened up with when I said if you've ever heard that advice that you should never go to bed angry uh, and uh, how I came at that from a different angle. See, I actually think that the advice you should never go to bed angry is terrible Advice. Now, I'm going to talk to you about why, and I'm going to give you three reasons why I believe it's bad advice and a different way of thinking about what to do when somebody's offended, and I'm going to give you three benefits of, of following this advice. So hold your judgment. Just hang tight for a second because I think I've got a way to explain this that's going to help you enjoy more the community that you're building. Now, I know where the advice comes from that you should never go to bed angry. It comes out of um, the the Bible. So there's a phrase in there where one of the writers says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. And this has been applied in lots of ways, and I should say misapplied, that uh, you know, if there's trouble, if there's trouble in the boardroom, somebody's upset, let's work it out right away. If there's trouble in the bedroom, let's work it out right away. And typically the people that are on the other end of that are like, hey, I just need some time and space to think about this. So here's the deal. When that's 
you know, phrase is thrown around. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. The inherent principle is wise, right? Hey, work things out. Don't stew on them. Don't let the bitter root fester. We went into that a couple episodes ago. However, it doesn't mean literally you can't go to sleep if you're upset about something. And so for too long, this advice has been used in such a poor way. So let me tell you why I think it's bad advice. Number one, it was advice for a time period when lots of people had lots of time to think. Here's what I mean. It's fall season where I live, and if you've ever sat around the fire pit in the fall, you know what that feels like. Ah, You catch up with yourself a little bit, right? You think a little clear. You relax. Maybe some things you're bothered about, you're not bothered about anymore. Or maybe some things that you're bothered about, you get some perspective on and some action you need to take. What would it be like to sit around a fire pit every night? Now, I know, uh, you know, most of human history uh, is working to the point that there's some uh, no problem with sleep because exhaustion kicks in. I mean, physically, they've been exerting themselves. And we're talking about the arc of human history here. However, what it was like to sit around the fire at night and decompress a little bit. And we don't do that. I mean, I would say that most people don't have a moment of clear minded reflection and introspection uh, daily. They're not having it daily at all. They may be having it weekly or less. So the the whole advice of don't let the sun go down in your anger and work it out right away, when it's taken literally, it's, it's awful and it's misapplied because they had, number one, a lot more fire time than we do, a lot more thinking time, a lot more time to catch up with themselves and introspect. Number two, the reason I believe it's bad advice is because it doesn't give the other person time to think. It doesn't give the other person time to think. So, you know, if a conflict is there, maybe me and my wife, Brandy, there's something going on. uh, Or if I'm in a team setting and I see something flare up, I want to work it out right away because there's a part of me that gets insecure. Like, I need to know we're good so I can feel good. And usually uh, the other person is needing space and time. So if I'm going to be secure, I'm going to give them space and time. So the second reason I think it's bad advice is because it gives the other person time to think. Third reason, I believe it's bad advice. You got to work it out right away. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Third reason it's bad advice is because you'll be refreshed when you wake up. (laughs) Uh, Most of us live at the ragged edge. There's a lot of exhaustion kicking in. I know with my own wife, I say, hey, babe, let's not talk about anything substantive after nine, right? Of course, that time's a little bit earlier now, I think. Um... And in a team setting, it's just knowing when there are times to have good conversations and when there aren't. Uh, Hey, Friday at 4 p.m., let's have a deep strategic conversation. You know, I used to do things like that. I know some of you are smarter than me, but I'm just saying I've learned the hard way. Let's do things when the other person's refreshed. And so maybe going to sleep means you wake up and you can talk about it in the morning. Or if you catch a break in the day and you guys can hop on the phone or whatever it looks like. Now, I'm applying it right now in the context of partner, love, interest, relationship. The same applies to the team. If, if you don't force the issue right now, we got to work through it right now, you're going to give time to think about it for yourself. Number two, you're going to give time for them to think about it. And three, you can come at it when you're more refreshed. So a little bit of opposite from what we've been told. Maybe the sun does need to go down on our anger. Now, if you will put this in motion and actually learn to give space 
when offense occurs. I'm going to give you three benefits. Not that you needed these. Some of you already get it. But in case you need to be uh, in, a, in a fresh way or a deeper way, um, more understanding of how important it is to not just force an issue through. First benefit is this. If you'll take some time when an offense occurs, number one, you'll see, feel, and hear your deeper reality. Look, you want to lead? You're going to get in messes. And you can't untangle external messes if you're internally tangled up. So you want to check in with yourself. Where are you offended? Where are you over-asserting? And then try to understand what fear is causing you to do that. What are you afraid of? See, any place you're offended is a mirror. The mirror reveals places you feel insecure and afraid. We could optimistically state it this way. You being offended is a gift that reveals a place you need to develop strength. Now, I can give you an exception to this. Obviously, if you're in a place where there's an abusive situation and you're offended, then get out. Yes, you're appropriately and rightly offended. There are things to get offended at, and we should be. Most people are wasting tons of emotional energy in their daily lives getting offended at things they don't matter because in some way they feel threatened. They think that somebody attacked their dignity. A lot of people feel threatened because a circumstance or a person they think has attacked their dignity. No. They're just refining your leadership. That circumstance is just a removal of distraction. It's not an attack on your dignity. How do you get to an understanding where you can parse that out? you got to be still and chill with yourself. We could use that phrase over and over. Be still and chill. So, hey, are you frustrated at someone on the team? I've said this before. You can't lead people well when you're frustrated with them. What are you frustrated at them about? They're not matching your capacity for the vision as the team leader? Well, you know, you're frustrated because they won't just get it. Well, the place that they don't get it reveals something that you need to notice. Maybe you need to make the vision clear. Maybe you need to do a better job training. Now, I know there are critics and trolls, and I'm not talking about those. They shouldn't be on your team. If someone, though, is at your table, you want to learn to notice where they, quote, don't get it. You want to notice their voice. And if you can't pay attention to their voice and value their voice, then remove them from the team. Look, some of my best breakthroughs have come when I finally hear what is being stated and I give preference to the desire of the other person rather than staying offended. See, a great team or great relationships makes the reality of leadership or life less lonely because they are in the cause with you. And you understand this, I think, on, on a relational level, spouse, love, interest, whatever. But from a work standpoint, after you've cared for a team long enough, you'll have days where you can say, I need you to lead out in front. I need a break. And it's beautiful, but it takes a lot of listening to get there. Now, if you're internally distracted by any fear, you're going to externally obsess over things that you get offended by. Um, So we want to learn to see, feel, and hear your deeper reality. Second benefit of taking some time and letting the sun go down when we're offended or upset or when they're offended or upset. Secondly, we'll see, feel, and hear their deeper reality. See, if we're offended because we're afraid, then they are offended because they are afraid. I talked to you about sideways energy a couple episodes ago. So much sideways energy and lost money, you know, in the context of business, lost momentum can be averted with a simple question like, what did you hear me say? What did you hear me say? And I've stated this 
have shared this with you before, this, this way of checking in with people. And you don't have to word it that direct. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could say it. Hey, hey, tell me what, what's coming across. <laughs> um, and then when you listen to them and you hear their deeper reality and you feel it and you see it, find another way to state it if their fear is getting stirred up. Or if there's an appropriate fear they have and they need to have a wake-up call, just explain the action with a little more context. Know this, you will offend others when you lead and make changes. It just happens. Now, I can give you a little uh, insider tip that I use and I help others with this. I can teach you real quick how to decrease the offense. Whenever you share something, if you're sharing it with a large group of people, make sure that you share the logic of your decision, the motives of your decision, the tested reality of your decision, like, hey, this is how this worked in another industry or this is how this worked in another relationship or whatever, and the action you want them to take. So the logic, the motives, how it's worked before, and the action you want them to take. Uh, I actually um, I got that from just an, inc- an amazing place. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, Roy Williams is his name and um, just a leader that helps businesses grow. And uh, when he talks about how you share change, you want to talk about logic, motives, how it's been tested, and the action. And so I use that to cut off at the pass unnecessary offense. You know, if I am sharing a change with a group of people that I'm leading, I'm not just going to get up and be like, you know, here's the change. I'm going to say, here's the problem that we're facing. Here's the solution that we're taking. Here's the logic of why we're taking that solution. Here's the motive. Here's how it's been tested. Here's how it's proven to be true, you know, in other industries, whatever. And here's the action we're taking. Um, It's even important to do that in a love interest, a partner at home. Hey, here's why I want to do this. Here's what I'm thinking. Oh, my gosh, this relaxes people. See, people follow manipulative and bombastic leaders because they're afraid. So insecure leaders play off the fear. They disempower and make you worse. Healthy leaders aren't afraid to share. That's why I talked about being vulnerable. You know, if you want to help cut off a lot of the offense at the past, last episode when I talked about being vulnerable, share logic, motives, tested action. Um, so second benefit, you're going to see, feel, hear their deeper reality. Third benefit, <laughs> when you let the sun go down, when you get still and chill, you're going to avoid getting in the unnecessary fray. See, what a lot of people do when they get offended or when somebody else is offended, they want to be right, correct, understood on all the finer points of the conversation. Look, all the logic and the rational points that you want to make, I get it. And I just talked about stating the logic of some change or whatever, you know, just a minute ago. But I'm talking about when you're in the finer points of the conversation, when you're going back and forth and, and what about this and what about this and what about this? Look, rather than argue over each po- a, a point and attempt some rational conversation, when you let the meeting cool down, you can really start to figure out, hey, what's the important ground here that needs to not be given up or taken or, or the space, the ground that I need to give them? If you're in a meeting and it starts to get heated, It's time for a bathroom break. Maybe you need to pick the issue up next week. 
life can be challenging and people do the best they can in the moment and you don't have to sink to dysfunctional behavior uh, and get in the fray. You can resist the urge to fix everybody's viewpoint and get them all at your level of understanding. I'm not saying you don't still look for the high ground and keep it, but learn to let the rest go. Come back around later with a story and just reset the emotion of the moment. It happens so much. I mean, I remember when I started out as a leader, you know, I'm 21 and way over my head and just insecure. Every hill was a hill to die on. Is that a mound of dirt? I'll die on it. And in dying on lots of hills, I would find the four things that we needed to make sure we perfectly understood each other and I had to be right on. And it was exhausting. And when you give yourself some time to get still and chill and let that sun go down, you're going to understand, see, feel, and hear your deeper reality. You're going to see, feel, and hear their deeper reality. And you're going to avoid getting in the fray, getting in the mess of all the unnecessary points that probably aren't as big of a deal. So next time you're at a wedding, somebody gets up and says, hey, best advice, we never went to bed angry. Look for their spouse. See what their face is like. Maybe there's a different way to think about this. Have an excellent rest of the day. Thanks for being here. Peace.